Shall we pray? Father, thank you for this opportunity to worship you with, for your sovereignty and your power and authority over all your creation. Thank you that you care for your creatures and want to hear for us. Thank you that no matter where we are or what the circumstances may be, we can come to you and bring you our petitions. Today, we would like to pray for Burma and Ukraine and that you will have mercy on these countries and the people there who are suffering greatly, especially the innocent ones. And we ask that you help to resolve the situation because only you can bring peace. We also want to remember Pastor Dan who is trying to get to the Cayman Islands and has been having difficulties traveling there. I ask that you smooth the way for him. And, and today, Lord, as I preach, I pray that may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. May it also help and strengthen my brothers and sisters in their prayer life. Amen. <clears throat> what, what I'm going to say today is not new. You have, in fact, heard it many times before, and I will not be teaching you anything new. Uh, I'm just trying to share with you <clears throat> some of my thoughts in the hope that it will help me in my prayer life, and hopefully it will also help some of you. I want to start with First Peter. Um, not to scare you, but just as a reminder. As we saw in the re uh, reading this morning, uh, this afternoon, 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 to 9 says, Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith knowing that the same experience of suffering is required of your brotherhood throughout the world. What does it mean? You know, is Satan really seeking to devour me? And if he is, how come most of the time I do not feel his presence? and I do not have a sense of fear or anxiety. <clears throat> and maybe that is part of the problem. Popular media has made the, uh, the devil a caricature of himself. So we don't really think he is, we don't think he's real. It, he's not, and maybe he exists only in our imagination or insurance tales, uh, and, and so we don't pay attention. But scripture tells us that Satan is real. He tried to sabotage the Lord's mission on earth, and he is still trying to sabotage the Lord's mission. I think it's important that we realize that. The other problem, I think, is many of us are like soldiers in the, in, in the army who joined 
for the honor of wearing a uniform or getting a decent paycheck, and we are not aware of anything because we are not in touch with our commander-in-chief. So we, we don't realize that there's a battle going on, and we are not really part of the battle. We are resting somewhere safe and enjoying the benefits that we have. Maybe many in Ukraine and the neighboring countries also felt that way a few weeks ago. They were not aware of what was going to be happening. They were just enjoying the situation. And we, we should realize that our Lord Jesus has been engaged in a battle with Satan, with the enemy from the beginning. And in a war, it calls for total mobilization. Everybody needs to be involved. There's no time for soldiers to be resting. And ignorance is no excuse. Uh, Ukrainian soldiers cannot say, we didn't know what was happening, so we are not prepared, we are not ready to fight. I mean, the Russians would just wipe them out if that were the case. Because there's a war on, and even if you are not aware, you are involved. You need to uh, take a stand. And the fact is that the moment we all declared our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, declared him our savior, we actually have signed on for the war against Satan, the war to bring God's kingdom to earth. And it is difficult to pray, but, his, uh, but the Lord Jesus Christ actually taught his, his disciples to pray, and he himself, you, you'll, we can see in scripture, prayed at Gethsemane saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. So it's important, it's difficult, but it's important to pray. And why did Jesus instruct his disciples to pray? Because from scripture we can see that prayer is a form of combat. It keeps us in touch with the commander and we can receive instruction from him and we can then carry out his will. And when Jesus taught his disciples, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Jesus was teaching them to join the battle. But many of us may not see it that way. Jesus actually sent us out, sent his disciples out to occupy all corners of the earth until his coming again. You know, we usually only talk about go and preach the, the gospel. Go, but actually, why do you preach the gospel? It is to bring God's kingdom. And our work is to expand his kingdom and occupy it until he comes back. And if we want, are serious about engaging in battle, 
on the Lord's side, it is important, as we have seen in scripture, um, we need to be protected. We cannot just go into battle without the full armor of God. Ephesians 6 tells us about it. I'm not going to be um, uh, talking about it, but it tells us that <clears throat> when we are engaged in the struggle on God's side, our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So the struggle we face is real, and Satan is not giving up easily, although he knows that he has been defeated by Christ. And there are many places, as we mentioned this afternoon also, Ukraine, Burma, and lots of other places that are in darkness. The light of Christ needs to be shining there, but even in places like Canada, where the gospel was well received and was foundational, the light seems to be fading, and darkness is returning across the land. It is time for the Lord's army to wake up and engage in battle. And I, I would really like to pray that prayer, that we would wake up and engage in the battle. And thinking about that, I, I also wondered, when we pray, are we focusing too much on the second portion of the Lord's Prayer, where we say, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses? Because we are very aware of our physical reality, not the spiritual. We are very aware of what we need, our health, our wealth, our standing in society, but we are not so aware of what is going on around us spiritually. And we need to be. And don't misunderstand me. <clears throat> it is not wrong to pray for our physical needs. Jesus taught us to pray for them. He also told us to bring our petitions to him. But that should not be the main focus of our prayers. Our main reason for prayer should be God. Jesus started with, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we should be focusing on him. Only then we will be more focused on what his will is and what we should be praying for. But in scripture we have seen, Matthew today, where Jesus himself said, if you two or three agree on anything, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. But we should really wonder, does it mean that if some of us agree that we should all be billionaires or millionaires, God will make it happen? Of course not. So that is not the meaning of the, the, um, the, what Jesus said. But if we look at the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught us, it is really, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we really should be 
concern about conforming our wills to the Lord's will. And talking about prayer, I just want to also say, have you ever noticed or wondered why God seems to answer the prayer of new converts? And you know, people have said, oh, it's because the converts are new, they need reassurance from God, so God answers them. And if you are more mature, you don't need that kind of uh, God's response all the time. That sounds quite reassuring, but I don't know if it's true. <clears throat> but um, is it possible that God answers new converts more readily because they are keen. They have just uh, come to Christ and they're keen to obey God, whatever God's will may be for them. And those of us who are more mature may be a bit jaded and not that willing to do things. I don't know. But in the, the battle against evil, against Satan, um, the Lord Jesus, the archangels, and the angelic beings are already engaged in battle, as are Christian saints and Christian believers. Um, so we need to pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to bring God's kingdom to earth to expand his rule, his kingdom. We are to occupy the land and hold it until the Lord returns. But we have to remember to be sober, to be watchful, because our enemy is seeking to devour us, and we need to resist him, firm in our faith. So when you are trying to pray or when you are feeling weak or in, inadequate, we should remember that Christ came to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to comfort all who mourn, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. We are, if we remember that, more than adequate, to join the battle on the Lord's side. He is there with us. And when you are afraid, remember the scriptures. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is the stronghold of your life. Of whom shall you be afraid? Though a host encamp against you, your heart shall not need to fear. Though war arise against you, you can be confident. For God will hide you in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal you under the cover of his tent. And he will set you high upon a rock and your head shall be lifted up above your enemies around, around you. Instead of being afraid, offer up sacrifices with shouts of joy and sing and make melody to the 
make melody to the Lord. If you can remember who God is and what he has done for us, we do not need to be afraid of anything. Both all the scriptures this afternoon that we have read reminds us of who God is. And I would like to encourage you to dwell in the house of the Lord and to seek his face. He is there waiting to hear from us and talk to him, be in touch with him, and learn from him. Worship the Lord for who he is and our prayer life will be transformed. I'm very sure of that. So do not be discouraged. Be firm in your faith, as scripture says, and pray at all times. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.